What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GP Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well on a Tuesday. Hope your Monday was off to a fantastic start, and you're ready to keep giving this week a good black eye. Yeah, I hope you're doing something amazing this week, whether it's working or you're at home or you're on vacation. Make a plan for yourself to do something that's doggone amazing. You deserve that. Shout out to all of our friends who join us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you also to those who are subscribed to our podcast, those who have taken the time to rate it, to uh, leave a comment all of those things thank you so much what you do is vital and super important to us continuing to do what we do absolutely so we've got a lot of information to bring to you today and so i hope that you are ready first and foremost uh kind of backlash dare i say from the horror show at extreme rules we took to our social media yesterday uh, after posting the podcast to find out what you thought about the horror show and uh, it was kind of a mixed response that we got um mr reed bx tells us on instagram he left with a lot more questions than answers is mvp the u.s champ even though he didn't have a match is sasha the champ since bailey did the three count is the fiend the new champ since braun drowned in the swamp well i'll answer some of that the uh swamp match was a non-title match so no Bray Wyatt is not the champion, but my spidey senses says this is going to lead us to a championship match for The Fiend at SummerSlam, where he'll become, once again, the universal champion. Um, Is MVP the U.S. champion? He is not. If you watched Raw last night, Sasha is not the champ, even though she has the belt, but Stephanie McMahon made a rare appearance to say that there's going to be a title match next week once and for all, to determine the Raw Women's Champion. Um, King Darius said about the horror show that he's disturbed, confused, and concerned. Nathaniel Blackwood said that this week's show should be very interesting, to say the least. And Jamal Bates says, I think they're doing the best they can to entertain us with the current circumstances, and he enjoyed it. Our good brother Brandon Clack had perhaps the quote that was the line of the night, which is the eye came out, which is still kind of weird that they went through with that. But be that as it may, it was crazy. The horror show for sure. Now on Facebook, we had some interesting comments as well. Mark Graham felt like it was a complete horror show and lived up to its name, while Lavelle Gill says, hey, this seems to be the era of double champs. Becky Two Belts planted the seed, and now we've got Bailey, Sasha, and Keith Lee with Two Belts, and I would tend to agree with that, but I would also say that's being impacted by what's happening in New Japan as well. Uh, At the top of the year, of course, we had Tetsuya Naito win both the Intercom Continental and IWGP heavyweight championships, which was a super big deal. Um, he held those longer than Becky held her two belts. I don't think she made it through a full pay-per-view. It was the Money in the Bank pay-per-view following WrestleMania where she would lose one of those championships, but then go on to be a long-reigning Raw Women's Champion. So uh, I definitely think there's some influence here from New Japan, but I will say this. 
how long do we continue with the two belt situation and do both belts end up being on the line every time one makes a defense now in the case of the women where you've got the women's tag titles and a singles title it's kind of easy to make a delineation there but on the men's side where you're looking at a Keith Lee and you're looking at now evil in New Japan where in both cases both of their belts are often on the line I wonder how much it diminishes both championships you know so that's something to think about and uh how does this happen are we going to go forward now with two belts all the time will one belt be on the line versus another i think they're going to have to make those decisions and to be perfectly honest with you my concern about wwe's ability to continue continuity is of great concern as they've not done that for a very long time, as the horror show seemed to show us. So there's that. Now, of course, Monday Night Raw took place last night. I don't know that there was anything super notable that happened on Monday Night Raw. Of course, the main event being Randy Orton versus The Big Show, which, can I just say this? Do we really see Big Show as a threat anymore? Uh, And maybe there's a conversation to be had about the career of the Big Show. On the one hand, it's been a long career spanning two decades, almost a third. um, And he's been able to do things in terms of longevity, perhaps that Andre the Giant did not do. However, Andre the Giant, in my opinion, was a far more dominant giant than the Big Show. The Big Show, well, just hasn't been dominant at all. And I don't know what that means in terms of his career when people are calling him the best big man or the best giant. I think that's up for debate, but that's up for debate perhaps for another show. Got a couple of other pieces of news that I want to share with you. When we talked yesterday about SmackDown, one of the things that we did not talk about was uh, the thing that was trending from SmackDown and trended for well over 24 hours. It was not SmackDown. It was not its show. But it was Naomi. Naomi was in a match with Lacey Evans, who Lacey Evans seemingly was on a fast track to becoming a women's champion following WrestleMania last year. It has yet to happen, but many were surprised that indeed she would get a win over Naomi. And the trend began, Naomi deserves better. And I absolutely believe that. Uh, Here's somebody who has been certainly loyal to the soil. She is the most athletic woman right now in WWE, perhaps maybe second to Bianca Belair, right? But um, what has happened with Naomi in her career? I don't know. It's been fair. I don't know that it's been right. Uh, She's certainly an amazing wrestler who should have been in the conversation with the four horsewomen in terms of her greatness, in terms of her ability. But that opportunity hasn't been given to her. So I want to ask you, do you think Naomi deserves better? Do you think that she should have been uh, a multiple time champion? Do you think that right now she should be in the championship picture? After all, with Becky Lynch gone and Charlotte Flair gone, it creates opportunity for new women to get that brass ring. Should she be one of those folks who should get that opportunity? Is it a slap in her face that all of the belts seem to lie with both Sasha and Bailey? I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on that. Let's talk about that by way of social media. Is Naomi deserving of better? Now, while we talk about that, we also need to mention uh, some interesting news that's happening with No Way Jose. 
Now, No Way Jose was among the 30-plus wrestlers who uh, lost their jobs back in April uh, due to the uh, pandemic layoffs. And we've asked ourselves where a number of these folks will show up. We found out over the weekend that folks like EC3, The Good Brothers, and Heath Slater have all made their presence known in Impact Wrestling. Where would No Way Jose end up? Well, perhaps he's giving us some indicator that he's making some changes. As on social media, he uh, posted a video that debuted a brand new look, a brand new name, and inspiration from the aforementioned EC3. He released a video on Twitter, uh, which was under the hashtag control your narrative, which was the uh, catchphrase of former WWE superstar EC3. In this clip, uh, he now chooses to use his birth name, Levy Valenz, and he says things like, quote, I am essential. I pledge fidelity to the destruction of my former self. I am not my corporately mandated persona. I am not my material possessions. I am not relying on authority to tell me what is right and what is wrong. I will not let my value be based on comments, likes, or followers. I will not seek affirmation from toxic group thinking. I will not filter my authenticity of self. I am essential. So this will be very interesting to see where things are going with Levy Valenz, the former No Way Jose. Will he show up in Impact? Um... Will he show up? I don't know. NWA, Ring of Honor. Now, neither of those two promotions right now are putting on shows, but perhaps when they come back, he'll be uh, interested in that. Will he end up in AEW? I don't know. All of this will be interesting to watch, but we'll keep our eyes open for Levy Valenz, the former No Way Jose. I wonder how his wrestling style will change now that he is taking on a more serious perspective. There's that. Finally, we'll end with this, and that is what happened to Apollo Crews. It seemed kind of odd that Apollo Crews would show up Sunday night for a pay-per-view only to be sent home, and then WWE would tell us it's because of a nagging injury that happened a month ago as a result of the full Nelson. Well, we've got the real story for you, and the real deal is Apollo Crews has tested positive for COVID-19. That's why he was sent home. That's why he's not defended the U.S. championship. That's why there's a new U.S. title. All of that is because of COVID-19. So my question and concern is this, WWE, what are y'all doing? And I say it just like that for this reason. You could be open and honest about the fact that he tested positive for COVID-19 and he's home and he's quarantining and we want him to be safe. That's what AEW did when they announced that John Moxley, their world champion, would be out because he was connected to someone that had contracted COVID-19. They altered their schedule. They moved the title match. They did all of these things. Things. Why does WWE have such an aversion to acknowledging COVID-19? Is it going to make your perceived superheroes appear to be human? Well, guess what, WWE? There are millions of people around the world who have contracted the COVID-19 virus. So mentioning that would not dim your light. It would actually add humanity to what you're doing and saying, hey, we're dealing with it too. But we're trying to keep folks safe. And perhaps that's the issue is that 
they aren't trying to keep folks safe as they should. I don't like what's been happening with Apollo Crews. I didn't like the horror show. I don't like the direction of WWE right now. And that's because at the very top, they won't acknowledge this virus. And no, you don't every week have to talk about the coronavirus and COVID-19, but you should acknowledge why the product looks the way that it does. And a lot of it has to do with so many contracted COVID-19. And maybe it's time for WWE to start rethinking some things. I don't know. Just my two cents. You let me know what you think. But yeah, Apollo Crews, the U.S. champion, has contracted COVID-19. All right, with that said, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of The Faction. Quick hits, we've got some super cool things coming for you this week, so be on the lookout for that. Plus, we want to hear from you on your thoughts regarding Naomi. Does she deserve better? Your thoughts on how WWE is handling COVID-19? And your thoughts on Levy Valenz, the former No Way Jose. Reach out to us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend. And until next time, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing for my brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I lead my